welcome back everybody to the Grip Wild podcast, Men Who Matter. I'm Stephen Wisdom. I'm here with my man, Brandon Baroch. He is the master in disguise, the man, the legend, not the myth. He's really here, Barochi. What's up, guys? So good to be here. So good to see you, Steve. Glad we're back together. What do we got for him today? Hey, guys, we're excited today about just diving back into uh, talking more about what it looks like to be a man who matters. And uh, we want to tell a little bit more about our grip story and, and where it came from, um, but also just dig a little bit more into this idea of um, eliminating a loan from your life, um, letting people into your life, because we know that if you will, it will change everything. It is truly a revolutionary, transformational, any other words you want to come up with thing in your life. If you'll just let people in. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I think that's important. You know, we, we pride ourselves a lot on being men who stand on our own and grab ourselves by the bootstraps. We can fight through anything. And, you know, a lot of times that's true, but there, there certainly are those battles that we fight that uh, we truly believe that you cannot win on your own. It's going to take somebody to get your back. And we see that example all the time. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, in GRIP, um, you know, GRIP, GRIP stands for, GRIP's actually an acronym that, that um, God spoke into my life um, a couple years ago in my own personal journey. Really, to be honest, to be transparent, it was really in a moment of disparity in my life of just, I don't know, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't, I don't, you're asking me to do things that I don't know how I'm going to do. And, and he just, he just spoke these words into my life and and it's we've just kind of made it our our core focus and our core values uh not only as an organization but even in in my own personal life and and that is you know god you know god just showed me that in my journey in my pursuit uh in this this chase that we have uh, we don't necessarily always know what it's going to look like or what we're going to do next and and even how to achieve that um, but what God said was, is I just need you to honor me first in it. Um, keep me first in your process. Um, and be relentless in your pursuit. Uh, uh, rem- rem- keep your integrity intact along the way. And be more passionate about what you're doing than anybody else around you. And, man, you talk about rocking your world. Uh, I'll never forget, I was driving through Nashville, uh, headed up to Illinois to actually deer hunt. And it was very early in the morning, and, and you know, I was just praying, and, and that's what God spoke over me. It's just, you know, honor God first. Be relentless. Be a man of integrity along the way, and be passionate about it. And that's where GRIP was born. G-R-I-P is God, Relentlessness, Integrity, and Passion. And the beautiful thing about... Uh, the acronym about GRIP is each of those letters, we can dive deeper into them and really pull out some life principles and some practical things that we can do. And and, and one of them we want to talk about today because it, it, it really fits in well with eliminating a loan from your life because, you know, we talk all the time about, and you hear all the time about being a, being a man of integrity, have integrity in your life. And, 
And you know, like, what does that mean? What do you mean integrity? And it's you know, in its base form, it's, it's simply you know doing the right thing even when no one's looking. And you know, you've heard that your whole life. Um, and 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 a lot of times, you know, people kind of you know gawk at that because they see people who are successful and 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 who have moved up the corporate ladder or who achieve things. Um, you know, who have a lot of fame, a lot of money. Um, a huge social media following, following in this day and age, uh, and they have no integrity whatsoever. They have no integrity whatsoever. And our challenge to you in that is, is yeah, we believe and we know that you don't have to be a man of integrity to be successful and to achieve things and to be popular and uh, to make a lot of money, but you do have to be a man of integrity to, to maintain it. To stay there because in, it's inevitable that if you don't have integrity in your life, at some point you are going to come crashing down. You are. One of the greatest examples, I always use this example when I talk about integrity, and we say this a lot, Steve, talent gets you to the top. Talent will get you into places that you, that you don't think you can get into. If you're good enough, if you've got the gift, if you're fast enough, strong enough, smart enough, it'll take you to places that you never thought you could get to. But it's a guarantee. Talent will take you to the top, but it won't be enough to keep you there. And it's always a character issue that brings the best of the best to the bottom. You know, the best golfer in the world didn't forget how to play golf. He made some poor choices. The best of the best that usually fall to the bottom are not a result of their loss of talent or that they forget what they were good at or they lose that ability. By and large, for the most part, we see people fall from the top to the bottom because they make poor choices. They make bad integrity moves. And integrity is such a hot-button issue because it's something that is on the minds of everyone. I, I did recruiting for a company for a number of years. I conducted interviews and, and hiring people. And it's the number one question we always ask everybody is, what does integrity mean to you? And I can't tell you how many different <laughs> definitions I got over the years that some were great and some were way out there. But in the essence of what we're talking about for, for this podcast and for, for you guys out there listening, what does it mean to be a man who matters, to have integrity? How does that relate? And, and one of the definitions is to be unified. One of the textbook definitions of integrity is to be whole. And so how does that relate to us in our lives, how we conduct ourselves, how we, how we walk through life and business and make decisions? I think it just means we've got to act what we believe. And what we do needs to reflect what we really believe. And that, to me, is the definition of integrity. Absolutely. Totally agree. And, and, and it's withstood the test of time over and over again. And... You know, look, we're all on a journey. We're all chasing something. We all have these dreams and these goals, and we're, we're pursuing. And if you're not, then I just want to encourage you to keep listening because in in this process, we're, we're, we're going to get you back going. We're going to get you back on your path to greatness, on your path to fulfillment, on your path to living out your purpose for significant impact. So so hang with us and, and, and keep riding with us if, if, if you're not on that on that journey currently, but if you are, look, I promise, if you if you have any hopes of getting to where you're going, if you have any hopes of achieving what you're you're chasing after, you absolutely will have to 
keep your integrity intact along the way during the process. In some seasons, it's going to be easy because you won't be challenged. Some seasons, it's going to be very difficult. And so to tie in what we really want to talk about today, we, you know, one of the things that we challenge a lot of men with is that, um, yes, you can, you can pursue integrity and you can, and you can try to have integrity, but we see it as nearly impossible to be a man of integrity and be in isolation. Like we think that, we think that integrity is very difficult to, to hold on to when you're alone, because if you're honest with yourself and you think about it, the times that, that you're most challenged, the times that, uh, that you are most pressed, the times in your life where you've made the poorest choices, you've, you've done some things that you're kind of maybe ashamed of or you regret or that really um, sent you down a rocky road, those things happened when you were alone, when you were in isolation. And that's when we're most manipulated, and that's when we are most um, lied to, uh, is when we isolate ourselves. And so we not only think it's super important to, to let people in your life, we know that it is a key element, a key factor to, to, to you maintaining your integrity in your process, in your journey, um, in your careers, in your family, in your marriages. As a father, you, you will have to bring people into your life that are watching your back, that, that uh, see things coming that you don't see. Uh, that can step in when you start to um, make a poor choice, or who can who can in a loving way challenge you when you be, when you begin to act in a way that doesn't line up with your character, because of whatever you're going through, whatever the stresses and the pressure uh, in your life is, um, and so so the key to that is is in maintaining your integrity is absolutely one one thousand percent is you can't do it alone, you can't do it in isolation, and men. You know, I'm speaking directly to you, men. You have to step out of isolation if you ever want a long-term, healthy process towards your success. Because we tend to want to do it on our own. We tend to want to isolate. We tend to want to turn inward, especially when we're working through a challenge or, or a failure or a struggle. And it's a formula for disaster. It's a formula for failure. I mean, in my own life, I mean, it's my story, and that's why I'm so adamant about, I mean, guys, you will hear in this podcast over and over and over again about letting people in because that's my story. I got consumed because I isolated myself, because I I, I tried to do life alone, and then I tried to deal with life's poor choices alone, and I spent 12 years, literally 12 years, isolating myself and letting the enemy consume me, destroy me, lie to me about what who I am and 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 where I'm going and what I've done and 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 that, you know, my purpose was destroyed because of poor choices that I made. And and it wasn't until I finally let somebody in my life. I finally went I'll never forget it. And, and and maybe one of these days we can we can get uh Marcus on. You know, my best friend, Marcus Parker, he lives in Houston, Texas. I'll never forget uh the day I, I went to him and I just said, Man, I, I got stuff I need to tell you. And um 
it changed everything. I mean, it literally changed everything uh, in my life, almost on the snap of a finger. Now, look, it's it's it was a process. It was a I mean, it was a struggle. I, I'll never forget in that season of my life where I was really un 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 unpackaging that 12 years of being consumed by the shame and guilt of choices I made as a teenager that I let the enemy just devour me with. It was exhausting. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I don't want I don't want to I don't want to come off as look, let somebody in your life tell somebody about your struggles. Um, you know, don't have secrets. If if you're dealing with something, tell somebody. I mean, if you're trying to make big decisions in your life, um, ask ask for advice. You know, if you're in the midst of some really just ugly choices in your life, if you're in the midst of just some flat out sin in your life, you know, let someone in and turn from it. Like, I, I don't want to be misleading. It, I mean, it was hard. I mean, it, it was exhausting. I'll never forget. There was a season where I was really sharing my story to really anybody that came into my life. And, um, because I was in this, I was in this, literally in this Cindy season of, I am no longer going to live uh, in isolation, I'm no no going no longer going to live this lie of because uh, I was good at it. I mean, people thought that I had it going on. People thought I had everything together. People thought, man, Stephen's just rocking and rolling. Stephen's being successful. Stephen's doing this and Stephen's doing that. And you know, inside, I was dead. I mean, I was I was I I, I was man. The the enemy ate my lunch and and he had hollered me out and I was just I was walking again. And I was just really good at putting that mask on every day and making people think that um, everything was good to go. But it, but it wasn't. And in my process to letting people in, it really was exhausting. I remember telling my wife that I, I got to a point even in that process where I told my wife, I just don't want to tell anybody else. I don't, it's so exhausting. Like It's so mentally and physically and, and emotionally and spiritually exhausting every time I shared my story. But, but, but once I pressed through that, Brandon, I really, every time, at, once I really reached that level of fatigue, every time I shared my story, I gained strength and I was stronger. And, it began, and, and that's when I finally began to be able to turn what was for so long in my life a negative thing for so long in my life a it was a disruptive element of my life a destructive element of my life into a foundation of healing a foundation of of encouraging and helping others and i just believe with all my heart i mean i i i literally experienced in real life um the scripture that talks about you know, what the world meant for harm, God will use for good if you'll let him. And that's why we really want to hammer home right here on the front end of everything that we're doing at Grip Wild. Get in, get in motion. Start chasing your dreams. Start chasing your desires. Start, start trying to connect all these passions and these talents that you have to your purpose um, so that you can live a, a fulfilled impactful life but it will be pivotal brandon it literally will be so pivotal pivotal that you let somebody in that you do not take that journey alone that you pull your mask off and you bring people into your life 
um, because it truly will change everything. That's just, it's such a great sentiment. And, and it, to me, it's tangible because have you ever, have you ever tried to keep a secret? Like, have you ever had you know, a surprise party or somebody told you, Hey, you know, this is going to happen. Like, it just feels so good when you finally get to share that information. I mean, that's the good side of it, right? But the bad side is that same pressure that you feel trying to keep that surprise party a secret. That pressure builds when it's a negative, when it's it's you're you're covering up your own, uh, your shame and your guilt. You're carrying that; it weighs on you. And and there is a freedom and a almost a weightlessness that comes when you're able to connect to somebody else and share that because we weren't meant to carry that weight. That's just not how God designed it. Isolation is really a dangerous place because. Nobody can talk you into or out of anything as good as you can. You don't talk to anybody during the day as much as you talk to yourself. And you don't hear from anybody during the day as much as you hear from yourself. And so when there's nobody else speaking into your life, when there's nobody walking by your side, watching your back, it starts to get really, really easy to listen to lies. And we start to see things that aren't there and believe things that aren't true. And before you know it, we're in a hole. And you can end up in a dark place. And that's what the value is in letting somebody in and and eliminating a loan from your life. And it sounds simple and it's not easy, but it takes courage and it always leads to freedom. In your story, Steve, just what, what were some of the objections that you had to fight through? Some of the barriers that you had to break as you went from this place of isolation into bringing other people into your life? Because I feel like there's people out there that are ready to have that conversation, that need somebody in their life, but maybe they're struggling with barriers or objections. What what were some of the things that you had to fight through? Yeah, absolutely. I, I can think of three right off the top of my head. They were just so so vivid in 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 that time of my life that and they were lies, first of all. Like everything I'm about to say are lies. But um your life experience and, and your struggles and, 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 and the enemy makes them seem so real. And I remember thinking the first one was that I, I, really, I really got to the point in my life, I felt like that my struggle was so much more. My, 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 my mistakes, my screw-up was so much bigger and so much worse than anything else and anybody else. And, and there was... There was no way that I could ever experience forgiveness and I could ever experience really restoration in my life because it was just so big. Um, and that's a lie um, because and at the end of the day, one, there's, there's no sin, there's no struggle, there's no mistake that's bigger than your purpose because your purpose was created before you were. God created your purpose and then he created you to fulfill that purpose. So there's... Like there's nothing bigger, and so that's a lie. And the other thing is, is what Christ did on the cross, it was sufficient. So therefore, there's there's no sin too big, as as long as you're willing to just man lay it at His feet. And I believed in that lie for a long time, and it wasn't true. But it was it's a true struggle that that my my sin my struggle is bigger than everybody else's, and so I can't I can't I can't. I can't tell anybody. I can't show anybody. Um, 
And there's no way in the world that, that God would forgive it. And it's a lie. And I think the other one is, um, I remember vividly thinking that, that I'd convinced myself that if I ever really just kind of came out and told everybody and, 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 and really just stopped living in that, that secret, that um, everybody in my life would go away. Like everybody would be disgusted with me and no longer want to be my friend or no longer, you know, my family would just, you know, de-family me, whatever, whatever. I don't even know if that's a word, but, you know, but, but you believe in these lies and there's, and in the midst of your struggle, they're so real, but it's not true. And, and I can, I can, and, you know, I can remember how embracing everybody was. Every, every person I stole, told, like, to this day, I don't know of anybody I told that just was, just walked away from me and said, I don't want anything to do with you. But I was convinced that that would happen. And, and, and the funny thing is, is if I was really honest with myself, that the way, I, the way I'd isolated myself, I was the one eliminating everybody from my life. My, because I was, I, was, I was in the back of a cave. And, and, and when I came out, and was like, okay, here's who I really am. Here's my struggle. Here's what's going on. And everybody, man, everybody was so supportive. But the enemy convinced me otherwise. He, 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 really, he really did. And then, thirdly, I can remember just thinking that, you know, no one else has walked through this. No, no one else has, has struggled like Nobody's this. Nobody's going to understand. No one's going to understand. Right. And, and again, that's a lie, because here's what we do know. I mean, and just think about this. If you're listening to this podcast, think about this. There's only a handful of things in this world, there's only a handful of categories of struggle, of sin, of mistakes in your life. Like the enemy is not creative. He uses the same three or four things over and over and over again to manipulate us, to trick us, to lie to us, to get us to step into poor choices in our life. And so I promise you, whatever it is that you're struggling with, whatever wherever you've been, whatever choices you've made, whatever whatever's happened to you whatever whatever it is i promise you you're not alone i promise you there is probably someone i used to all when i'd go to speak um i used to always use this analogy of i want you to stop and look around you in a circle and in any given time in a group of people if you look around you you probably have you probably have eight to ten people around you in touching distance i used to always say look around you I promise you that someone within your circle right now where you stand, and that's whether you're, in a, you're standing in a crowd or you, even your group of friends or your family or just the people in your life, I promise you, the odds are someone is struggling or going through the same type of thing you're going through, if not the same thing. But the world convinces you and the enemy convinces you and that you have this unique struggle that no one else knows about and understands, and it's not true. It's not true. And if you would be willing to step out, if you would seek to find enough courage to let someone and tell someone about what you are going through or what you've been through or what's happening to you 
or what you're trying to figure out. And it doesn't always have to be negative, right? It doesn't always have to be a struggle. I mean, some of us, we're trying to make some real like life-changing decisions, and, 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 and the, the weight of that is, is, is all-consuming, and, and you feel alone, and you feel like there's, there's no one who could answer the question. There's no one who's struggling in business like I'm struggling in business. There's no one who's failed financially like I have failed financially. There's no one trying to climb a mountain like I'm trying to climb a mountain, and it's not, it's not true. There's always someone who can walk with you through that process. And so those are, those are three lies in my life that, that I believed in for a long time, and, and, um, and, I, and I'm so grateful that I finally stepped out and, and stopped believing in them, and I promise you the, the, the single way I was able to trigger that process was I told my best friend Marcus Parker who I really was. I may, I was vulnerable enough to say, look, this is this is really what consumes me every day, and I'm not gonna let it consume me anymore. And I need your help. You just said a word that's a that's kind of a key word for me. You said vulnerable, and it's such a bad word in 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 a man's world, right? It's, it's got these bad connotations, these weakness connotations, you know, to be vulnerable. Um, but I want to challenge everybody today. I want to challenge you with this thought that vulnerability defeats shame. And so I don't know what you're carrying, what you're wrestling with, where you've been, but all of us to some degree have some things in our life that we regret and we've made choices. And with that comes shame. And what shame is, is shame is just us trying to cover up what we did and wish it didn't happen. It, it, it's this act of just, you know, it just weighs on you because it did happen. And no matter how badly you want to go back and undo it, no matter how badly you want to ignore it, it's still there and it haunts you when you sleep. Well, vulnerability, the act of just taking the cover off, taking the mask down, just like you said, Steve, just getting with somebody you trust and saying, this is who I really am and I need to tell somebody, that one act instantly destroys that weight of shame. And it's biblical because in James chapter 5, verse 16, it says, if you'll confess your sins to one another and pray together, that's the start of healing. And I believe that wholeheartedly. And it's not, it's not what the verse does not say, confess your sins to God. It says confess to one another because God is showing us that we've got to have people. We can't win every battle on our own. We fight a lot of battles. Some we win. Most we struggle with. But the hardest ones will never be won when we fight on our own. We've got to have somebody in our corner. I, I totally agree, and you're spot on. And I love that verse in Scripture because... Um, it's true. It's true. I dare you to live it out, and and, and, and and I promise you, you'll experience exactly what it says. And so, you know, as we wrap this thing up, Brandon, you know, guys, we always want to try to give you a takeaway, something that's tangible, something we don't always just want to speak about the, what, the, the, the idea, but like, how can we really make it tangible? And and I want to give you guys a challenge uh, as we wrap this thing up. Um, and as, as cheesy as it might sound um, and corny as it might sound, what I'm about to say is what was said to me, and I acted on it that day, in that moment. 
and it changed everything. I'm just going to challenge you right here. Uh, if, if When you hear this, and as you're processing it, would you be willing in the moment, right now, pull out your cell phone, text someone, and simply say, I need to talk to you. I need to tell you something. Can we get together? That's simple. And, and you, you, you've taken one small step of vulnerability, but you've taken a giant step for healing. Because what that's going to do is that person's not going to know what in the world you're talking about. They're going to be like, what's going on? And they're, they're going to follow up. And you put yourself out there to say, look, right here in this moment, right now, while you're listening, I'm going to text somebody and say, I need to talk with you. I need to meet with you. And it's a first step. And again, as cheesy and corny as it may sound, that happened to me. And for whatever reason, after 12 years of struggle, on that day, in that moment, I pulled out my phone and I texted Marcus B. Parker, my man, my warrior, the guy that I've been to battle with in my life over so many things. And it changed my life. And I know it'll change yours too. And I know it can be a great first step back towards the greatness you were created for. So, it's on you. But I pray for you right now that you have the courage to send that text right now. And I promise everything will change. Well, guys, thanks. Man, I'm, I'm glad you guys are, are checking this out and we love doing this. We love just kind of sharing our story and our experience. And hopefully you guys will keep listening. And, um, man, reach out to us uh, on our uh, social media and, you know, or shoot us an email on our, you know, go to our website, gripwild.com, or check us out at, uh, at gripwild. Um, you know, shoot us a message, shoot us a text, um, shoot us an email. And we'd love to uh, encourage you and, and answer, you know, help you through the process and answer any questions you may have. And, um, but you will know, be watching out for our videos and, um, just everything we do is designed to encourage and to inspire and to get you in motion, get you moving, get you taking steps. Let's just get back on our path, get back on our journey towards being that influencer we were created to be. So thanks guys. Until next time, we're out. We're out.